Hello, everyone. Welcome to China Money Podcast. I'm your host Nina Xiang. Welcome to this week of China VC Tech News Roundup for the week of August 13th to 17th. Lots of news to go over this week. First of all, Hill House Capital has joined General Atlantic to lead a 120 million Series C round in Chinese co-working space My Dream Plus. Existing investors, including Joy Capital, Ocean Link, K2VC, and M31 Capital, also joined in the deal. Proceeds of this round will be used for expanding um, the company's operations in its existing cities in China, as well as research and development to upgrade its smart office capabilities. This round came only five months after My Dream Plus completed a 300 million RMB or about 48 million US dollar Series B round led by Ocean Link. Founded in 2015, My Dream Plus operates nearly 40 co-working spaces of around 300,000 square meters in five cities including Beijing, Shanghai, Chengdu, Hangzhou, and Xi'an. Its customers include startups such as video streaming platform Kuaishou and electronic vehicle manufacturer NIO, as well as state-owned enterprises. The day after my Dream Plus announced its financing news. Another Chinese co-working space operator, Yukamu, um, previously previously known as Your Work, has raised a 300 million RMB or about 44 million US dollar investment round from property developer RK Properties, as well as its, its existing investors, Jinrong Holdings. The new financing round came two months after Yu Camille raised an undisclosed Series C Plus round in June, which valued the company at around 1.8 billion US dollars. Chinese EV company NIO, backed by Tencent and many other investors, has filed for a US initial public offering to raise about 1.8 billion U.S. dollars under the symbol NIO. Started in 2014 by Chinese entrepreneur Li Bing, NIO has raised over 2.4 uh, billion U.S. dollars in six financing rounds of investments from investors including Tencent, Citic Capital, Baidu, Hill House Capital, Capital Today, Sequoia Capital, Joy Capital, and other investors. In June, NIO started delivering its first EV, ES8, a seven-seat SUV, to its buyers. The company is now planning to introduce a low-cost SUV next year, and more models is planned for subsequent years. In the first half of 2018, NIO reported less than $7 million US dollar in revenues, and a net loss of 503 million US dollars, according to the filing. The company said that it had delivered 481 ES8 vehicles through July and had unfulfilled reservations for its car, for its ES8, more than 17,000 orders for this one EV car model that this company has produced. 
Hong Kong-based private equity firm GSR Capital will invest a total of 375 million U.S. dollars in e-commerce retailer Overstock, with 270 million of those to be allocated for its blockchain subsidiary T0, according to a company announcement. GSR will own an up to 18% stake in T0 as part of the deal, leading to a post-money valuation of $1.5 billion for T0. A majority-owned subsidiary of Overstock.com, T0 focuses on the development and commercialization of fintech based on cryptographically secured decentralized ledgers, or commonly known as blockchain. GSR was founded in 2004 by Sonny Wu and Richard Lim. Today, GSR Ventures, GSR United Capital, and GSR Capital are three independent yet complementary teams set up by the partners in 2016, with the aim of sector leadership and going global with unique investment strategies and resources. Venture capital firm GGV. Is looking to raise seven new funds, targeting total fundraising of 1.88 billion U.S. dollars. GGV filed to the SEC with its intention of raising this new series of funds earlier this week. The company was founded in 2000. It is a venture capital firm based in Silicon Valley and China. Currently, it has about 3.8 billion under management across eight funds. Its portfolio includes Airbnb, Alibaba, Didi Chuxing, Toutiao, and Manbao. Chinese education giant New Oriental Education and Technology Group has established a 1.5 billion RMB or about 220 million US dollar. Industrial fund to invest in Chinese educational companies. The fund also brings in capital from other institutions and enterprises, including Citic Trust, Industrial and Commercial Bank of China, Zhang Zhang Jiagang Industrial Capital Center, Nora Group, Fifty One Job dot com, Sunland Education, and Golden Finance. The fund will focus on the education in- industry, mainly investing in the early stage, peer- in the early stage projects. It plans to invest in no more than 30 companies, with a single investment amount between RMB to 20 million to 100 million RMB. American accelerator Y Cabinator recently announced its China plans and appointed Baidu's former chief operating officer Lu Qi as its CEO for China. Founded in 2005, Y Cabinator has invested in more than 1,900 startups with total valuation of around 100 billion U.S. dollars. Its portfolio includes companies like Airbnb. Dropbox and social discussion website Reddit, Y Cabinator China will also raise capital to invest in early stage projects in the country. 
In an interview with Chinese media, Lu said he reported to White Cabinet of China as its first employee, and his most important task at the moment is recruitment. He also said White Cabinet of China's business will include startup incubation, talent training, research and development, as well as charity work. In May, Baidu announced that Lu would step down as COO starting in July, but he will continue to serve as vice chairman of the board. Chinese smartphone giant Huawei will launch its first smart TV before the end of the year to enter the increasingly competitive smart TV market in China. This is according to Chinese media citing insiders at Huawei's suppliers. Huawei's first TV may have two versions, one 43-inch beginner level and one 65-inch targeting the high-end consumers. The products will be released under Huawei's owner brand in order to test the market. After this launch, Huawei will plan to launch a higher-end smart TV running on its own Curing operating system, which will be compatible with Android applications. The most attention-worthy feature is that Huawei will use its own Kirin system on a chip developed by High Silicon, the Huawei-owned fibreless semiconductor company based in Shenzhen. Huawei is the most high-profile company in China that has produced its own chips, as the country strives to lessen the degree of reliance on imported chips from mostly American companies. China spends a whopping 200 billion U.S. dollars a year importing chips from U- from the U.S., according to publicly available data. Huawei has been preparing for several years to enter the smart TV field with a series of layouts. It released a number of TV boxes and cooperated with TV manufacturer Skyworth Group to launch a 55-inch smart TV back in 2014. Huawei is also reportedly planning to release its own smart speaker very soon. Chinese one-stop healthcare platform Pingan Good Doctor has entered into a subscription agreement with Grab for a joint venture in Southeast Asia. Grab is the Uber for Southeast Asia, which is trying to become a super app nowadays, offering consumers services from food delivery to healthcare to other on-demand services. The joint venture Grab is planning with Pingan Good Doctor will be primarily engaged in one-stop healthcare services in Southeast Asia on the mobile platform. These services include online healthcare, consumer healthcare, health, health malls, health management and interaction uh, with doctors and other services. The registered capital of the JV is around 20 million US dollars and will be controlled by Pingan Good Doctor. In the future, the two parties may further increase investment in cash or valuable assets of approximately equivalent to about 120 million US dollars. The future investment will depend on the development of the joint venture, the company said. 
Chinese retailer JD.com today announced that it is launching a new blockchain technology platform to help companies build, host, and use their own blockchain applications for operations management. The platform, called JD Blockchain Open Platform, is built on multiple underlying technologies and enables customers to re- to create and adjust smart contracts on public and private enterprise clouds. The technology can help companies streamline operational procedures such as tracking and tracing the movements of goods and charity donations, authenticity certification, property assessment, transaction settlements, digital copyrights, and enhanced productivity. The new platform is the latest expansion of JD's retail-as-a-service strategy and which the e-commerce giant is opening its advanced technology and infrastructure to other companies and industries. JD Blockchain Open Platform is designed with one-click deployment, so it is accessible to enterprises even if they don't have the capabilities to develop their own blockchain solutions. Shanghai-based 111 Inc., which runs an online retail drugstore and healthcare platform in China, has filed for an U.S. initial public offering to raise around 200 million U.S. dollars. J.P. Morgan, Citi, and CSCC are the joint book runners. Founded in 2010, 111 Inc.'s main business lines include one drugstore, an online B2C pharmacy platform, one clinic, a digital first hospital, and one drug mall, an online B2B pharmacy platform. A Chinese company which just announced having raised 250 million or about 36 million US dollars from investors including IDG Capital and Morningside Ventures is found to have lied about producing China's first web browser operating systems and related core technology. The company, previously known as O-Mobilize Inc., is renamed as Red Core Times Beijing Technology Limited in June. It claims to have produced Red Core, a web browser with a secure kernel that is China's first self-research and self-developed web browser operating system with related core technology. But Chinese programmers, after looking into the system, found that Redcore is just like Chrome and is simply a Chrome shell browser. The incident shows how some entrepreneurs are taking the opportunity to perhaps deceive investors and the public amid China's craze to pursue chip self-sufficiency. Both IDG Capital and Morningside Ventures did not make any public announcement regarding the findings. And the company did later um, made statement that it perhaps have exaggerated the extent of its products' um, um, own research and development and how much uh, the product is based on self-funded R&D. However, the company did not apologize or say that it has done wrong in how he, how the company framed the products, calling it as China's first self-researched and self-developed web operating web browser operating system.
What's noteworthy about the company is that the founder Chen Benfeng is a member of China's Thousand Talents Plan, a high-level talent introduction plan aimed at a- attracting overseas talent to China. Chen previously worked at Chinese voice recognition firm iFlyTech and Microsoft. He started a mini web reading product, which failed, and then founded O Mobilize Inc., a Beijing-based startup providing HTML5 solutions to enterprises across web and mobile devices. O Mobilize raised two hundred twenty-five million U.S. dollars in venture funding from Fortune, Fortune Capital, IDG, and Morningside in two thousand fifteen and twenty sixteen. Chinese courts are struggling to rule on a rising number of cryptocurrency-related legal disputes in China. That's because the ambiguity of cryptocurrency trading and the ban of crypto trading in China has created challenges for Chinese courts. As of August seventh, two thousand eighteen, there are two hundred seventy-four legal cases related to cryptocurrency in China, according to public data released by Chinese courts. Among the two hundred seventy-four cases, there are one hundred twenty-six criminal cases, mostly relating to property and economic crimes. A total of one hundred seven cases are civil cases, mostly involving contract. Contract and mismanagement. There are two administrative cases. Often, Chinese courts struggle to rule these cases, as many involve crypto trading, and the legality of such economic activities in China is difficult to determine clearly. In a recent dispute between a cryptocurrency trading platform and one of its users, Chinese courts made its decision without directly discussing whether Bitcoin trading platform is legal or not in China. It treated the case as a civil case and ruled it based on contract dispute laws. According to the court document, the cryptocurrency platform called Coinnice. Said the user with the last name of Lee registered on its platform in March 2017. Lee registered with his real name and linked his account with his bank card to conduct Bitcoin transactions. Later, Coinies accidentally sent five extra Bitcoins to Lee's account due to a technical error while the trading platform was upgrading its systems. Lee quickly withdrew his bitcoins and sold the five extra bitcoins. Coiny said he had negotiated with Lee for several times to ask him to refund, but in vain. To defend himself, Lee claimed that bitcoin trading with RMB is illegal in China. That makes Coiny committing a criminal offense. Lee argues that Coiny. Coinies is not qualified and does not have the right to represent the parties of the contract. A local court in Beijing ruled that Li's successful registration is deemed to be his consent to Coinies cryptocurrency trading platform service agreement. Both parties should perform their obligations according to the agreement. 
limit profit without legal basis and cause losses to colonies. Therefore, Li should return colonies' losses. Li was not satisfied with the court ruling and appealed to the Second Intermediate People's Court of China, Beijing. The Second Intermediate People's Court of Beijing maintained the local court's decision, saying that in the absence of evidence to prove that it has a legal basis for obtaining the corresponding amount, Li did not make the profit legally. Also, it said that whether Coinbase Bitcoin trading platform violates relevant rules doesn't affect Li's responsibility for returning Coinbase losses. Other cases across different localities in China have made different and sometimes confusing rulings. Chinese media reports say that courts and judges often find themselves unable to clearly define and interpret the legality of crypto trading in China. Beijing-based OneSpace Technology, China's first private rocket producer, has raised another 300 million RMB or 44 million US dollar Series B round led by CICC Jiatai Equity Funds. There are some other investors also in the deal, including FinTrack Capital. China Merchants Venture Capital, Qianhai Wonder Fund, Qianhai Wutong、uh, M&A Fund, who also invested in this deal. Two months ago, OneSpace launched its first single-stage OSX solid rocket, making an important step in China's nascent commercial space industry. OneSpace technology was established in 2015 and is seen as a potential Chinese rival. Or、uh, to catch up with U.S. private launch leader SpaceX, one space suborbital flight is part of a research contract with an aerospace company for aerodynamic and other high-altitude tests. Chinese consumers do love karaoke. A company focused on providing audio and video karaoke systems has just raised more money to meet this rising demand. Beijing-based Thunderstone Technology, a provider of karaoke on-demand systems and solutions, has raised a RMB 200 million or 29 million US dollars Series B round, led by China Minshan Investment Group. Founded in 1996, Thunderstone is currently the largest karaoke on-demand system equipment and service provider in China. It has more than 50% of the high-end KTV equipment market. Its system is used in more than 40,000 KTV operators at some of China's most well-known brands, such as Melody KTV, Party World, and Vincer. In the middle of last year, Thunderstone launched Wow House to enter the mini karaoke market. Mini karaoke works and looks similar to a phone booth. Users walk inside, lock the door, use mobile payment to purchase 15 minutes slot of karaoke time for around 30 RMB. Users can then record their own songs and download to their phones and share to their friends. That's all for this week's VC and tech news in China. I hope you found it useful. If you do, please give us a rating or write us a review so that other people can find us. Thank you so much for listening. Until next week.